maybe about 10 years or so ago, some friends and I were out traveling and we found ourselves in a big city and we tried to get to Day Mass. And so there was this big Polish church that we had found, that, you know, we found what time Mass would be online. And so we got there in plenty of time and we walked into the church and it was clear that like Mass is not going to happen in this church anytime soon. They were repainting the entire scene. So there was stacking guys on hard hats, paint buckets going everywhere. So it was not going to happen. Like, well, still, maybe there's still mass around here. So we started hunting all around the church. It was massive. So eventually we found ourselves downstairs. And there was this kind of chapel downstairs that you could tell people had gathered in getting ready for mass. So, you know, we were, we were in luck. Got there, like, just in the nick of time. And the bell rang, and this elderly priest came out. And I have never seen anybody celebrate mass like this elderly priest. I mean, the, the, he's the definition of reverence. And to see, you know, somebody probably been celebrating Mass for, for 50 years. It was, it was the way he moved. Like, he moved not calling any attention to himself, but yet he was robotic. You could tell that what he was doing, he was so intentional about. And just almost as if he was completely enamored in the Lord. Like, the look of his face, he wasn't, he wasn't on display, but he was just looking so intently at the Lord. And just this kind of this peace exuded from him as he was celebrating Mass. And that was a memory of watching that, that sort of reverence just uh, sticks with you because you see just his face and you see his actions and just kind of the little movements he did that he was just a man of really deep prayer. So as I said, he really highlighted, at least for me, this attitude of reverence. And maybe if we had to put a definition to reverence, it'd be this attitude of worship and maybe even a of all that can be seen in action, right? There's this interior worship towards the Lord, this interior kind of awe of the mystery of God that's seen in our actions, right? It's not just something that we say, that we just say, like, oh yes, I'm struck by God, but you can actually, you can actually sense it in somebody's actions, in the way they move. And you can get a wide lens, right? Of course, reverence is one of the, is an attribute that we should all be trying to cultivate but we get the why in the gospel today. Because Jesus, we're in the middle of this bread of life discourse, and Jesus talks about the manna that came down from heaven. But the first thing he says about the manna is not that it's something that you eat, but it's an image of him, that he comes down from heaven, that he's the son who's seen the father, and he can raise him on the last day. So the first thing that we see is that Jesus is really God. He quotes the Old Testament, they shall all be taught by God. That he's God standing in their midst, speaking to them. He's God in their midst, talking with them. He's God in their midst, saving them. And he says, not that anyone has seen the Father, except the one who is from God. He has seen the Father. So Jesus is this God who's come down, like the man that came down in the desert and kind of just every morning fell from heaven. And Jesus Christ is that same way. He's God walking in their midst. And the issue that these people have come up against is that they've come just a bit too familiar with Jesus. They begin to murmur. The Jews murmured about Jesus. They said, is not this not Jesus, the son of Joseph? Do we not know his father and his mother? How can he say I've come down from heaven? They basically think they know him. And they think, well, we know where he came from. We know somebody that babysat him and changed his diaper. Like, we know somebody who, who had to correct him when he messed up in the carpentry business. Like, 
we know him. How could he possibly say that he's the one that came down from heaven? They become overly familiar. They think they know him. It just becomes so ordinary for them. It becomes just so kind of straightforward and it loses or he's lost this power or they, they haven't recognized it in him. And of course, that can be our own shortcomings too. And as we come here week in and week out, day in and day out, and myself celebrating Mass every day, things can become so familiar. Things can become so ordinary. Yes, I know how Mass goes. I know what's coming next. I know the prayers that are next. I know when to sit and to stand, yada, yada, yada. But we forget what's going on behind me. We forget what's going on underneath and what actually the Lord is doing in our midst. We become so familiar that we just kind of take things for granted, that things become lackadaisical for us. And Jesus, as they're struggling with this, he doesn't kind of pull off the gaps and say, okay, well, let's, let's talk about this a little bit. He actually keeps going and shows them just how incredible what he's doing is for them. Whoever, and he says, I am the bread of life. And today's gospel closes with the line, I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats this bread will live forever. And the bread that I will give is my flesh for the life of the world. That instead of saying, explaining your way and saying, this is going to be, let me just dumb it down for you so you can all get it. He actually goes deeper with what he's saying. Not just saying I'm God walking in your midst, but I'm the man that's going to nourish you. My flesh is actually going to be food and you're going to be able to chew on it. It's actually going to give you life. And that provokes two reactions. Either one of awe, and we'll see that in a couple weeks, in two weeks, or one of abandonment. Saying, how can he possibly save him? And then some will want to kill him, of course. And those are the reactions for us, right? We can either walk away from the Lord, we can say, this is, this is bizarre, how could he actually do that? Or we can say, oh my gosh, this is really the flesh and the blood of Jesus Christ. This is the Son of God come down from heaven to dwell in our midst. And our minds are absolutely blown by the fact that Christ is present in our midst. And hopefully the attitude, hopefully the disposition that gets stirred, enough, stirred up in us is the same disposition that this priest I got to watch had. One of reverence that begins from the inside. It begins in our hearts to say, here we are in the Lord's presence. We have no business receiving the body and blood of Jesus Christ, and yet God in his goodness gives it to us. He feeds us with his very body and blood, and so what that should do for us is just absolute awe and worship that the Lord of the universe comes into our midst. He dwells in a particular way in this building and comes to us from this altar. And as that strikes us into your as we allow the Lord to reawaken in our hearts this awe, this reverence, it flows into our actions. Because Christ comes to us under the, 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 um, under the, the hiddenness of bread, our exterior actions recognize this, right? Every genuflection to the tabernacle is just not a habit that forms that Catholics do when they're walking in and out of, a, of an aisle, but it's actually acknowledging that the word comes down to dwell among us. When we bow before receiving Holy Communion, it's a bow of acknowledgement that here Jesus Christ, the Lord of the universe, gives his flesh for food. And just when we make the sign of the cross, it's this recognition that the cross has saved us. 
that the Holy Trinity was poured into our hearts at baptism. And our actions are transformed because interiorly we first recognize all that the Lord has done for us. And so as we reflect and we ponder this gospel and just all that the Lord does in our midst, that he feeds us, that he's the living bread come down from heaven, we ask him to grow a spirit of reverence in our hearts, that we may recognize interiorly and our actions may show that we believe, that we stand in awe of Jesus Christ, that he's here dwelling among us, and we're just in absolute awe that he's here in our midst, and he nourishes us, and he feeds us, and he takes away our sins. And so maybe this Sunday we ask the Lord to build this up in us, that he, through the Holy Spirit, may build in us, that he may deepen in us this spirit of reverence, so that our hearts may be transformed and attuned to the work of God in our midst, and our actions may show forth what's going on inside of us, that we recognize that Jesus is present in our midst. He nourishes us, and he comes to save each and every one of us.